Hey, Gabriel Break. Hey, Gabriel Jose. I hear that you're excited. Where are we today? I'm on my couch and I am not on cocaine. That's a good baseline, but maybe it would have helped for talking about this movie, you know, like getting in the mood. Maybe it. it would have helped watching the movie. I, <laughs> uh, yeah, well. If if no one, if we are being like too subtle and someone in the audience is not hearing, you know, it's not getting what we're going to be talking about, but we're going to be talking about the, the latest Hollywood hit. I feel like because we had to see Elizabeth Banks' name about 17 times in the opening credits, including when it said an Elizabeth Banks film directed by Elizabeth, Elizabeth Banks. Written by Elizabeth Banks. refer to it as such. Elizabeth yeah. Banks. Cocaine bear. He's <laughs> <laughs> like, we are sorry, your name is never going to be the attached from this movie. Uh, but yeah, we watched Elizabeth Banks, Cocaine Bear. Uh, why, why, oh, why, Blake, why did you make us watch this? I feel like I don't have an excuse after, what, eight years ago, nine years ago, I dragged you to Let's Be Cops, but there must be an optimistic an optimist deep inside me that's like hoping for a completely over-the-top comedy that's really 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 well done because i think it can that can be done well so when these movies come out and the right people are involved i'm not saying elizabeth banks is the right person but i did like the cast of this film and it was at 101 for a while on rotten tomatoes <laughs> It was uh, so good that it actually broke Rotten Tomatoes. There was not a number for capturing the excellence. So I pictured this because I wanted a 90-minute comedy that I thought would be good. Yeah, did you ever watch uh, Snakes on a Plane? I did, in a very weird situation where I went to my roommate's funeral who died of um, alcohol poisoning and then I had to hide all the pictures on his digital camera because his uncle was growing weed and there was proof on the camera before his parents came. So a group of guys went to the funeral and then I said, okay, where's the wake? And they said, no, we're going to see snakes on a plane. So I went and saw snakes on a plane in a suit. <laughs> it doesn't sound like the best mental state for going to watch a CD movie. I didn't really know the dude. Okay, <laughs> I guess. Oh, yeah. It's still a bit weird. Uh, but yes, this was your pick, I guess, that I had to summarize it. But basically, it's a bear on cocaine. And you could almost like walk away as the whole summary of the whole movie. But if I need if I need to go into a bit more detail, and as you are looking... I, like, I would looks... argue that you do, Jose. <laughs> okay. Be describing like a pamphlet for a national park. Do I? Do I? I feel like this is a bit more of a coin flip kind of situation. <laughs> it's like, I'm not sure. But, okay, I will give you this. Um, the story the story stars is supposedly inspired by true events. Uh, and it starts with a narco on a plane that he's like just throwing like a lot of cocaine over a national park. And before he jumps from the plane, is that he hits his head and he kills himself on the drop so that was funny okay That's that a was a funny opening joke it is <laughs> it's a funny but the problem is like 
and I'm going to be like giving something away. He doesn't know when to stop with a joke. He's like when he's like just being awkwardly like dancing over the top, like, oh my god, I'm amazing, I'm having the time of my life. And then he hits his head. He's like, this could have been like a bit shorter. It has been like very cringe having to see these grown up men doing all of this dance in the back of a small plane for this landing of the joke. But he was crazy high on cocaine. Yeah, I mean, you can just like convey that with 10 seconds. You don't need three minutes. Interesting. I didn't think we would disagree so quickly. I'm basically <laughs> old like that, that opening scene. <laughs> I, I think that it was like with different kind of uh, expectations. I think that maybe you were like going with expectations like this may be enjoyable. I, I was with this with that optimism. I, I was like, this is going to be good. And Jose is going to apologize. <laughs> For me, I was going with expectations. This is going to be even worse than I think. Uh, but yeah, regardless of, you know, like a read, then we meet a couple of policemen that they are, well, police people that are going to be like just involved with the case, like uh, the classic by the manual old uh, detective that he has been like chasing down like Ray Liotta's because he's like, oh my God, he's the biggest like narc in the area and I need to just find him. He has been so elusive. And uh, another woman of the police force, it doesn't really matter much for now. Uh, and then the story jumps to uh, Kerry Russell. Well, first it jumps to the bear getting high on cocaine and a couple of uh, European, I don't know if they say, like what country are they from? European they're, hikers. They're definitely supposed to be like Northern Europeans, like Scandinavians, Scandinavian. German, like, yeah, there. Yeah, 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 from that area. Uh, how they start like taking pictures of the bears, because I like that in 2023, still people say it's like, oh my God, it's a bear, let's take pictures. I'm pretty sure that he's not going to be doing us anything. Don't lie, you would take pictures of a bear if you saw it. No, 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 dude, I wouldn't. I mean, and you wouldn't take picture of a bear? I would take pictures of bears, but in a different kind of context, and you know what I mean. <laughs> well done. But, but on this, gay podcast. <laughs> exactly, you know, wink, wink. We have to fill out like the gay quota. Uh, but uh, also, it opens with a quote. I don't know if you realize that it's like, hey, if it's a brown bear, you have to fight back. And the quote is from Wikipedia. Which I also thought was a little bit of a good joke. It was an okay joke, you know, but at the same time, it's almost like just doing like a stupid cool. It's almost like just The Wire started this. Like every single opening, you know, it ends up with a quote from a character of the episode, and some of them are completely fucking dumb. Yeah, yeah. I forgot like the that. No, I'm annoyed. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a bit more like, oh, you're doing like a joke that it was done properly in a serious show like 30 years ago. Is it, do, do we still find this funny? Because it's from the Wikipedia. It's like, is what? Okay, cool. Is this about like, hey, you're getting all of your information with Wikipedia? Is this also where you got all of your directing jobs from? In some advance? You're coming out the gate swinging for my. <laughs> For my Elizabeth Banks. <laughs> sure, Elizabeth. All right, sorry. Let's just. We're, we're not even supposed to be talking if we like it or not. We're yet. summarizing right now. <laughs> sorry. Okay, let me just skip forward. The bear is, the, the bear is like completely in cocaine. Then we have like a couple of uh, narcs 
like just like trying to retrieve the uh, the cocaine that is there. We have the policeman, the, the detective that is like trying to hunt like the narc that is behind like this cocaine. And then we have a very normal family that uh, er, Kerry Russell is the mother. I like that woman the uh, from the Americans. Yeah, exactly from the Americans. That uh, is a single mother, like divorced mother. Yeah, there's a. Sh- Do they say where the dad went? It doesn't matter. Like she just has some mom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and it's like the, the father is like he's not responsible for the daughter. He she tries to contact with him, and it looks like he's the lover oh, or right. yeah, like the girlfriend or bosses. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But it's it's not like enough. The, it's not about like the development of the characters. Even like it feels like a bit weird that we are given like that tidbit about like do we do we need this? <laughs> it's about okay. So the uh, the daughter that is a teenager, she gets angry with the mother for some random reason, reason, and she decides to just go to the national park or well to the to the park that is like around the corner. It's a little more coherent. Terry Russell is pushing on a, a boyfriend on this young daughter. Oh yeah. And she's, and she's like, hey, the boyfriend asked us to go to Nashville to hear, hear his band play. Do you want to? And she's like, no, we were supposed to paint the waterfall. And so she ditches school to go paint it herself. Yeah, yeah, with a friend from a, from from high school. Uh, and then when they get there, they find cocaine. There is a bit about like, oh, we're making, we're doing cocaine. And then it's like they see the the bear and the friend, the the boy, is not a boyfriend. It's a friend that is a boy. Uh, it starts like just making his quote that he repeats like five times about the movie, around the movie. That is like, it's a bear and it's fuck. <laughs> Which was not a funny joke, but they sure told that joke about seven times. Yep. So, yeah, it's, it's mostly right, everyone. Second? I think so. I think that's it is. She wanted all the credits. No, written by Jimmy Warden, who also wrote nothing. He wrote The Babysitter Killer Queen, and that's his only other writing credit. He's upcoming writer. People, just watch out. (laughs) He's in a role now. Uh, But yeah. Sorry for trying to uh, assign, trying to put this under Elizabeth Banks. It was not her, the writer. She's not responsible for that part. She's only responsible for materializing her vision through that script. Uh, Have you ever seen another film directed by Elizabeth Banks? Without checking the list, I'm going to say no. You didn't watch Pitch Perfect 2? No, I didn't. Not even on a plane? I didn't watch the first one either. It was playing the other day somewhere. Bad after you come home from a bar, late at night, drunk. (laughs) No, dude, why would I watch that? (laughs) Oh wait a second. Oh no, I was the new Charlie's Angel, and it was. Yeah, I did. I think that I told you at the beginning of the pandemic. I started doing with my friends from Spain, like just an special, yeah, like the bad movies thing, and it was bad. This was really, really bad. So I did watch Pitch Perfect 2, which I thought was just fine for what it was trying to be. That being said, somebody already established the characters and tones in Pitch Perfect 1, so I don't know exactly what Elizabeth Banks did. Um, and I can't remember, I think I did see the new Charlie's Angels, but like, 
I didn't go and see it in a theater or rent it. I think I saw it maybe on a plane or in a place where I know I wasn't paying full attention. Yeah, probably that's the best way of watching it. It doesn't require like much. Uh, but in any case, going back to this, we meet up like a lot of other characters along the way, like the park ranger, uh, how do you say, like the inspector, the park the inspector. inspector. Yeah, the wildlife inspector. The gay actor from Modern Family. Oh, Jesse Tyler Ferguson. Yeah. No, no, no. No. Was it? Oh, no, this, yeah, yeah, that was it, yeah. This was like the other guy from... Oh, interesting. Okay, yeah, no need to go into random things. Uh, but yeah, basically we meet a lot of secondary characters. They don't matter much. Is that I they mean, get killed and more. Really Somebody no, throws cocaine out of a plane. The drug dealers come, the cops come, and an unfortunate family like the yeah. mom yeah yeah and it's a female bear we also see spoiler alert i don't know if it's i mean it's still on the cinema i don't know if it matters or not i don't okay i'm just gonna <laughs> <laughs> that's a good way of putting it so i feel like okay i prepared this metaphor this is the metaphor i was going to tell you okay okay if you wanted to rate food on a scale of 1 to 10, like, that 1 to 10 is subjective, right? But, like, you would have to take into account the entire spectrum of what food can be, from, like, purely nutritional to delicious to, like, not delicious and doesn't provide any nutrients. But then, like, you can't compare, let's say, cotton candy on this scale of 1 to 10, because cotton candy, at worst, can be a 0, and at best, can be a 1. <laughs> but that's not the cotton candy's fault, it's cotton candy. <laughs> so I don't feel like you can really compare Cocaine Bear to an actual film because it's just trying to be cotton candy and it was cotton candy. And I liked a couple bites and the 90% of the bites, I was like, why the fuck did I pay for this? So I'm sorry, but I cannot agree with that. Is that this is like one of the problems with movies when they try to be silly and funny and intentionally funny about like, hey, we are so bad that we are good. And that's the reason why I was asking you about snakes on a plane. Is that this was trying to be so bad that it's enjoyable. Don't First you think? Off, the genre that you love. Second off, Snakes on a Plane thought it was a serious film until they no. did test groups. They did, and then they pivoted hard and made it a comedy. It was written as a very serious film. I I 100% think, I mean, I may be wrong, I may be wrong, but I'm pretty sure that Samuel L. Jackson was like pretty hard on a hey, this movie has to be called Snakes on a Plane because it's as dumb as it gets and he has to embrace it. Yes, I do remember that story as well. Yeah. So it's like, I don't know if at some point they were thinking this is going to be serious, but it's like when Samuel L. Jackson like, got associated with the project, it's like, this is going to be dumb. <laughs> Come on, the script actually says like, are you telling me that they are snakes on a plane? Are you saying there's a bear? 
on cocaine. On cocaine. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, I don't. I feel like this. Okay, at first I thought that Elizabeth Banks just wasn't that great at humor. After seeing this, I understand that she has a very particular brand of humor that I do think has an audience. And as I was watching this film, which it goes pretty dramatically between like gross out violence to slapstick humor, that I was like, this is the same audience for Sam Raimi. I mean, those are the same sort of people that want to see this and laugh and get cringed and grossed out. Did like, I think anybody that liked, um, what was that that one that has hell in the title? Oh, uh, from not from hell. Uh, yeah. Anyway, whoever liked that movie is gonna like Cocaine Bear, and that's just fine. There's an Drag me to hell. Drag me to hell. I the problem that I see with this, uh, I went with a friend to watch it, and what I was saying is that I feel weird about this gore that it has is that I'm not opposed to gore. I'm absolutely fine with gore in, you know, like stupid comedies or over top like comedies. Is that if you think about Peter Jackson, like his beginnings were like completely gore or Sam Sam Raimi with Evil Dead. But this... Who? Sam Raimi, like on Evil Dead. uh, Peter Jackson. He was originally gore? I didn't realize that. Okay. Yeah, the beginning is like completely horror, like a brain dead and others is that he's like over the top Corey's and uh, the thing is that this is a bit of a hey we're going to be using a lot of special effects for just like trying to convey like realism with how people get mauled by the pair but the problem is that he crossed some kind of threshold that is that you're trying to cross me out but everything else is so cartoonish that I feel a disconnect on what you're trying to do here is it gets on to an uncanny valley of what is happening here? I I think I probably have a lower threshold for gore than you do, but yeah, most of the time I'm just fine with it. And this got to a point where it's like just shoving it in your face, like with such frequency and without point that I was like, I don't. It's a gratitude thing. Is if it's a saw movie, is that I'm getting it. Is that this is part of the selling point? You know, like just being extremely graphical and just trying to make it conveyed. But in this case, it's like you're like throwing it on my face as this is like the highlight, but then you have like the silliest comedy behind, even like when uh, the mother like just thinks about like the boyfriend from work. She's like, oh my God, I had to tell you about it. And we see like a flashback. We don't see like that actor at all outside of that thinking about him. Thing that is like, oh my God, is that this like one of those stupid movies that it can be like a clueless you know about like it's going to be silly just for the sake of partially being silly and then you have like all of this gore associated with it i just felt like a bit like tone deaf about like do, do you know how to convey one genre do you know how to stay on your lane i completely agree with everything but i don't think people have to stay within genres again sam raimi the evil dead it's all about mixing horror and comedy like i get it but i completely agree with you like there's this one scene that i'm thinking of where we watch well this is what's so confusing is you watch the survive well you watch the half of the man not being attacked 
be killed while the bear is off screen. But the horror of that scene is the camera watches like an eight-year-old boy watch this horrific thing. And I was like, okay, it could be funny that this ridiculous character was killed by a bear. But then you want it to be about a kid watching this. And I was like, that kid is just destroyed and there's no humor here. Yeah, but then it's like, if you actually have like the camera pointing to him, he's like, hey, is this going to be like a PTSD movie? So are you telling me that it's like, hey, this kid is going to require like 20 years of therapy for recovering from this experience? But it's like, no, he keeps like just cracking jokes immediately about like how he did cocaine with the other girl like a moment ago. You know, it's like, it's, dude, is it what is, is this supposed to be traumatic? Is this supposed to be funny? Is this supposed to be gory? Because even with people dead or, you know, like cabin in the boots and stuff like that, it's like, hey, yeah, they are dancing between like different genres, but they know that there is a line that if you cross, is that you are like just going fully into a different genre. You're using yeah. resources too strong for another genre. And I, it's not that everything needs to be like one genre, but it's like, it gives me like a feeling about like, who is this for? I agree. So, like, uh, that Seth Rogen crew recently, uh, within the last few years, released a very crass comedy about kids that had these potty mouths and drugs were involved and sex and whatever. And so, watching Cocaine Bear, these kids are introduced and they're super sweet, kind kids. They, like, they're skipping school, but they're, like, good kids, you can tell. And then when they get away from their parents, they say a couple of swear words. And I was like, oh, this is going to be super raunchy. And these kids are going to be over the top ridiculous. And then they just, again, they don't know the tone. So the kids are just like sweet and like super smart sometimes. And then for yeah. bad mouths 30 minutes later. And it's, I just, I agree with you. This film doesn't know what it wants to be. Yeah. But it's, at the same time, it's like, I don't understand we are like just being a bit cheap here and i had the feeling that we are like surfing like on the wave of popularity that we're saying hey, let's just watch cocaine bear everyone is saying that it's popular not that it's good that is popular so let's just give it a try it's like everyone was talking about it for a couple of weeks it was the same guys like for two weeks so it's like we wanted to be like a bit more like hey let's be like normal human beings you know let's just let's just talk about movies that people don't look at us like eh? someone was asking me a couple of weeks ago is that hey what you have been up to and it's oh you know i went to the cinema the other day oh what did you watch cocaine barrel he's like oh my god i still have to watch it i heard it's pretty good it's like it's a movie it happens at the cinema <laughs> and they asked me, what did you watch recently that you like? And he said, well, that I watched recently that I like is I, I like Chunking Express, you know, from Kirk White. And I also, I also, you know, like, like uh, I don't know what, it's a separation for Oscar for Hardy. And he's like, oh, okay. And he's like, well, but on recent ones, I really watched Triangle of Sadness and Tar. Okay, cool. There was a bit more, he's like, okay, I'm... Clearly, we are not the target audience for this movie. But I had the feeling that if I was watching this high, I wouldn't have enjoyed it either. I would be like, what the fuck is going on? Is that this gory is too too graphic and this comedy is not landing either. Yeah, I agree. I actually uh, got a little bit stoned with a bait pen before I saw this, thinking it would make me laugh. And I was like, no, no. TikTok yeah. would have been more entertaining. <laughs> 
yeah. I agree with you. This is the dangerous sort of film that like the general public probably saw or know something about. And so when they find out you like movies, they're gonna immediately say, Oh, did you just see Cocaine Bear? Or oh, did you just see Annabelle? <laughs> You're like I don't know what to say. <laughs> I mean the thing is like it... I don't know, it makes me feel bad about like hey, I cannot contain my disgust when I feel as I actually told my boyfriend, he asked me, oh, so what do you think of Cocaine Bear? And what I told him is that this movie stands against everything that I love about cinema. Were you actually disgusted or is this hyperbole? It was a bit of hyperbole, but at the same time, I felt like this has been a waste of time. It's not the worst movie that I watched, but it has been a waste of time. I was expecting to at least like, hey, it's going to be so silly that I'm not going to feel, I'm not going to be able to feel bad about it. I'm not going to feel angry about it. It's going to be like, oh, well, you know, it's stupid, whatever, you know. But no, it was dumb. It felt incomplete. It felt like, if I think about like motivations of the characters, I just, I don't care. If they die, yeah, they survive. I, the reason I asked if you were being literal is because I, 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 this is a film with a lot of problems. It's tone deaf. It doesn't know what it wants to be. But I don't. Th it's not like a disaster of a film. It's just like, eh, nobody's gonna remember this in a year. Nobody will watch this in like six but, months. From that, that's true. But it's like at the same time, it's like if we go back to 2022, is another movie that it has the same guys for some weeks. It was everything, everywhere, all at once. And is that regardless if I like it a lot or not, you know, is that I still respect it as hey, look, it was it was fine. I don't see like anything bad about it, you know. I may like it more, less, whatever it is that we all have taste. But on this one, I'm flabbergasted. It's like I have no idea about like how this has become such a success. If you had a gun to your head right now. And you had to spend the next 90 minutes watching Cocaine Bear or Let's Be Cops. Which one would it be? Let's Be Cops. Oh! Only I could say, because I didn't finish it. It's like, I already know what I'm getting with this. It's like, what is the worst thing that it can happen? That is worse? Probably would be as bad, you know? But is it this one? Oh my God. Especially if I had to just like, the, the ambulance scene with the patch mode playing, I can't get enough. I was, I just can't get enough. It was like, dude, seriously, this is the only licensed song that they had. You're right. Yeah, it was, I actually noticed that the music, I didn't pay attention to the music, which means it must not have been bad or good or whatever, until like the, the big climax when all of a sudden, it's like Elizabeth Banks had a little bit of budget left and they're like, let's get a traditional music score, just soaring, soaring strings. And this needs to be like the end of Close Encounters of the Third Kind. <laughs> so yeah. But it does, honestly, it makes me just wonder, what the fuck? <laughs> what, what, how, how, how do you end up with something like this? It feels like completely amateurish, but with a reasonable budget. So I was a little bit take, taken by surprise by the fact we were recording a podcast today. Um, so I didn't have the time to research indefinitely about, about the movie. 
so I have I haven't read the New York Times review. I haven't read the original story. I don't know what actually happened. Do you do you know how much this deviated from reality? Because I would imagine some of those deaths deaths are like identical to what they found. I think that the bear didn't kill anyone. In real life? I don't think so. What? Yeah, I mean, it, do you remember like the review that I sent you from the Seth Chronicle? It actually says at the beginning is that it says that when the movie stars, it says that it's inspired by true events. That is Hollywood talk for basically made up. Well, only since Cohen Brothers, they were the ones that made that the biggest lie of all time. Which one? Fargo. Uh, yeah, they said this is based on a true story, but they intentionally, it was a lie. There's nothing based on that. And then everyone's like, oh, you can just say that? <laughs> Why not? You know, it's inspired by, there is a there is a place that is called Fargo. That is not even like a movie per se. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, the bear didn't. The bear didn't kill anyone. Yeah, he didn't. Yep. I honestly, I thought if there's only one death that's real in this movie, it was the flashback of the cop falling onto the hiker. I was like, this seems like they threw this in just because it's real. But the bear didn't kill anyone. No. This they made up completely. Is like someone had like the idea about like, hey, what about if the cocaine bear? The bear that did cocaine goes insane. That's dumb. I'm so disappointed. I'm so disappointed. And we I just really swallowed it. Such a true story. <laughs> I mean, the the plane was real, right? Yeah, that's I real. I think so. Yeah. Oh, it was Pablo Escobar's cocaine. Yeah. Dead drug. He at least killed the drug smuggler in real life, according to Variety. Uh, oh, just no, the guy who jumped out of the plane. Yeah, that's how he died. Um, I like the other names, like Pablo Escobar and Cocky the Bear. A bear did not enter the picture until four months after he jumped out of the plane. The New York Times reported in 85 that a 175-pound black bear, that was more than a 175-pound bear in the film, um, oh. died of an overdose of cocaine after discovering the drug in the forest. Yeah, here we see like the, the bear like just eating pounds and pounds of cocaine well in real life he opened 40 plastic containers and ate all of the kin all of the cocaine <laughs> well the last the last thing that I kind of liked about this film is now dead thank you let's just You're do welcome. the and kill this cocaine bear <laughs> put it out of its misery exactly um would you watch it again? Nope. Why not? It just wasn't that good. Okay. Yeah, I don't think that there is any circumstance that I will be watching this movie again. When I'm willing to even watch uh, Lesbian Cops before I watch this, I think that that answers like how far I'm willing to go for not having cocaine bears showing up in my life again. Even though I don't remember Let's Be Cops, I remember the feeling that it was much worse than this film was at any moment. <laughs> we only was like five minutes and then we left. No, we stayed for like 20. No, we only was like the opening scene. Really? Yeah, 
I think that we only handled until they saw on the title of Let's Be Cops. And at that point, it's like, oh my God, yeah, this, this is feeling like it's going to be worse than we thought. So it's just rumors. The autopsy found three to four grams of cocaine in the bear's blood. Um, but if you eat it, it's not necessarily good your blood. So he, the bear ate about 35 pounds of cocaine. <laughs> okay. Uh, maybe that part is quote unquote accurate, you know? I'm not going to be like spoiling some of the stuff that it happens towards the end of the movie, but I think okay, that there are like some. Do you want to hate Elizabeth Banks even more? Because I have a quote. Please go. <laughs> it's from the Wikipedia. <laughs> Elizabeth Banks told Variety she signed on to direct Cocaine Bear because she saw it as an opportunity to give the bear his own point of view. She said she had a deep sympathy for the bear after reading the original reports from 1985. I really felt like this is so fucked up that this bear got dragged into this drug wrong gone bad and ends up so dead. I felt like this movie could be the bear's revenge story. Dude. Dude, no. Okay, no, I'm done. I'm done with Cocaine Bear. (laughs) I'm sorry. I don't think that you can elevate this or just trying to be like, this is like the uh, redeeming redeeming arc for the Cocaine Bear. Same thing as Once Upon a Time in Hollywood that Sharon Tate didn't get murdered. This is the history reimagined that we need in cinema. (laughs) Oh my God. I wonder like the kind of stories that you could actually do if you like use this uncle. I cannot think of any, but it's like it's a bit more of a this is a bit of a stretch. This is almost like the battleship the movie. Battleship the game the movie. It's that you are like stretching it out for just like getting something out of nothing. I did think at least this is only an hour and thirty-five, but it sure felt longer than that. And I say that without joking. I was like, this is still going. Yeah. Uh let's just go over the questions because I think they were already answered like uh, something. Would you recommend it? Nope. Not even like as a watch high movie. Uh, would you remember it? Yeah, yes, undoubtedly. <laughs> I think that I will remember there is a bear and he's in cocaine. He's on cocaine and he's garbage. You'll remember it as Ray Liotta's last film. <laughs> <laughs> Having this movie dedicated to him was like the second worst thing to happen recently to Ray Liotta. <laughs> I love that. That's like an amazing. I mean, it's mean, it's terrible, but it's that's an amazing review. Uh, for the audience, is that you should just read the San Francisco Chronicle review. I I'm gonna go back and reread it, which goes against my personal rules about not reading a single word that Nick LaSalle writes. But um, I'll, do it. I'll do it for Cocaine Bear. I, I would do it for the bear. This is like redeeming the bear. <laughs> uh, is there anything artistic about it? I will say I didn't expect the bear that you can tell is fake, but for a lower budget comedy, I was pretty impressed. Maybe I just don't have any experience in special effects, but I was like, okay, I believe it's a bear. I would say, I agree with that. And I would also say like the members, like this member members, this is member piece of the body. It was like fairly well made. If I could call this artistic, no fucking way. I know a lot of digital artists that would scream at you and say it's art animating a bear like that. 
I mean, it's absolutely fine. I would say that it doesn't elevate or bring anything to the art of cinema. Is that they did a good job? Definitely. If it's artistic, I could say no. I am going to say the work that those artists did. <laughs> no, the answer is no. No, I, I agree. There's, there's I nothing mean, here that's not as particularly good. I, I did pay attention to that band. I was like, wow, for a small budget film, good for them. No, no, I agree on that part. It's like I think that even uh, I heard like someone, I said, is that very realistic? Like, yeah, they train out there to be on cocaine. Yeah. just passed out on top of yeah. that guy. Exactly, <laughs> and just stay there. Uh, I also like that anatomically is a very interesting thing because the guy, the pair falls on top of him and he says that he's a, oh, he's a female. Uh, oh. Is that so weird? Yeah, he has... He has her vagina. She has her vagina on top of my face. He said, "No, your face was probably in her neck." Is I was so like he could even just said, "I can feel her vagina on my calf," and it no. would have been more believable. And we also saw the bear's breasts many times. Like he could have just said, yep. "I can feel her boobs." Yep, yep. That party was like I don't know. Is this supposed to be? Is this their idea of a joke? Man, anyone can write a script. If you were paying close attention, there's some horrible um, dubbing done on certain scenes that I'm guessing had to do with money and the death of Ray Liotta. I think that there's some things that they were forced to leave in because of like production issues, which I think would explain something weird happened with that scene. They either cut a bunch out or... Because that was so out of left field, that comment about the vagina. Uh, okay. Mm, okay, that may be the case. It's still terrible. Uh, <laughs> is this a timeless piece? Yes. You know, Cocaine Bear, a tale as old as time. Yep. You're going to be like getting your money worth now the same way as you will get it in 40 years. And the thing is, like, it's supposed to be set in the 80s, but besides, like, oh, is the 90s? Like, 94. Oh, gotcha. Okay. Huh. Because the original story was in the 80s, no? Well, now I'm second. It's from 85. 85? Yeah. Ah, interesting. Yeah, because I was thinking that, uh, the song Just Can't Get Enough is from early 80s. So I was thinking, oh, you know, maybe they're going, and they also introduce Smokey the Bear. I said, like, hey, I brought you like this cut out of Smokey the Bear. And the aesthetics fell. I don't know why I thought it was 94. Everywhere says 85. I was one. You were one? When this took place in real life. Oh, gotcha. Yeah. It was a bit older than that. Um, so, well, and actually Smokey the Bear is like way older than this. It's from the 50s. Um, but it didn't feel like too stuck in the 80s. They weren't, they weren't doing like that extra effort that they always do for A's hey, the 80s. So we have to show like all of the packaging, remembering you that it's like A's hey, the 80s. And crimped hair and leg warmers. Yeah. Oh, I, yeah. I want to call out that the main detective policeman, until I watched Magnolia, I called Spike Lee's 
the 25th hour or just the 25th hour my favorite film and he is the one who finds all of edward norton's cocaine in 25th hour in new york and he says this line where he he says the word shit but in a really, really like shit boy and so every time he was on the screen i was like he arrested edward norton <laughs> yeah maybe he's war Maybe like he's he's psycho. Uh, he was funny. He was fine. Out of all of the cast, I would say that probably he was like the one more aware about like what he was doing. He is a good actor. Well, so is that um, park ranger. I fucking love her. I would watch any movie she's in. Oh yeah, she was like the one from uh, uh, the Elizabeth Moss. So. Oh, she was oh. in The Handmaid's Tale. Yeah, it wasn't she like the superior mother. No, that's a hateful bitch. Oh. Okay. She was the mom. That actress was the mom in the movie you didn't end up liking about the parents of the school shooting. Mass. Oh, that's right. Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, yeah. I completely... Yeah, you're right. I completely mix them up. They do look similar, though. Yeah. And the worst thing for these poor guys in the cast and woman is that now when you go to their IMDb page, the first thing that is shows is a trailer of Cocaine Bear. Well, hopefully they all work again. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this doesn't kill their careers. I mean, at least they're in a big success ticket box movie. I'm sure but... this means a ton of money, tons of money already. But I'm a bit concerned that this opens the door for, hey, let's just make like the next really big, stupid movie that it can go viral thanks to social media. I don't know that this went viral because of social media. I think it went viral because it was a major motion picture called Cocaine Bear. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. I think that Megan went viral. Yeah, that's true. Damn those gays. It's the yeah. gays fault Megan is even a thing. We always fuck everything up. We cannot We're... stop fucking, so yeah, we screw yeah. everything up. Uh, could you turn Cocaine Bear into a so? No. No, I, I'm ready to close the chapter of my life that includes Cocaine Bear. Yeah. Uh, could this have been a sort? Yeah, it sure could have. Yeah, as, as, you, as you said earlier, is that this runs and runs and keeps going and going and going. I honestly think it could be a freaking good short. Imagine they put this in 15 minutes and just kept the like comedy high. Yeah, it could be I agree. Just fun. Yep, yep. But, and I don't, honestly, and this like just connecting to the last question, I honestly think that this could be, this movie could have been better. I think like the source material is not necessarily wrong, but there are like many, 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 many things that you need to change for actually making this a okay film, for making it a six. I completely agree. I think there's, there's something of a story here that you could turn into a movie that we could enjoy. Yeah. Uh, so we score this. Yes, this was my pick, so you have to score first, and I don't even know what my score is, so... 
Mine is a three. I don't know what my score is, but I'm going to go with three. Mine was the 3.5 until the last 10 minutes, and it, it was bumped to a three. So. <laughs> uh, this has been a very low score. I don't remember the last time that we watched a movie that we went below five. I wanted to be really sure that I scored it higher than Brazil. Um, five <laughs> Uh, oh my god okay yeah it doesn't we don't need to uh to to dwell into previous scores uh but yeah uh, for the next one as this was your pick i want to bring a palette cleanse for this and just going to the other end the spectrum is that we started the trip about the godfather like some weeks ago with the purpose of finishing with sofia for coppola godfather 3 Sofia Coppola, not Sofia for Coppola. Uh, so for getting there, we need to go, unfortunately, <laughs> through the Godfather part two. So that's my pick. All right. Three and a half hours. <laughs> Dude, it's like, this is basically like just using all of the savings that you got thanks to cocaine beer, cocaine bear, like investing it in Francis for Coppola. Next time I find an over-the-top comedy to force you to watch, it'll be three and a half hours. I find it. It exists. It has to exist. <laughs> For everything that is love and sacred, I hope that it doesn't. Honestly. <laughs> uh, and to all of those people out there, please, don't go. Don't go towards this. Go see a movie. Just don't see this. Not this one. <laughs> Not this one. <laughs> okay. Bye.